You're listening to Farm and Farmability. Tales of a Farm Wife. I'm Erin Turner with the farm at Spring Creek. I'm a wife and a mama and a homeschool mama, and this is a peek into my life on the farm in East Tennessee. Hello listeners, welcome back. Thanks again for joining me this week. Last week I talked about um, just a few tips and hints for people who are maybe considering starting a small business or want to get to the point in their life where they're retiring and they want to turn their little farm into um, their little hobby farm, maybe into a money-making farm or um, just thinking about like trying to pursue that dream and not work for the man anymore. (laughs) Uh, anyway, this is not a, a complete list of tips. Obviously, this is just a, just a survey of tips, really, of like just really touching the surface of what you can do and things to be thinking about if you're considering um, starting a small business. I am a small business owner. I own two small businesses, and so I, um, I wear lots of hats. That's what happens when you run your own business. So there's not many people to do the work. And um, if you're just starting out, you probably won't have any employees um, or maybe you'll have a very limited amount of employees. But uh, these are just just some thoughts coming into my head, like realistic things that you need to think about uh, if it's something on your radar. So, uh, but first I want to give you a little update about our farm here in East Tennessee. We are getting ready for spring. We are like so ready. Like, I mean, we love winter. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I love winter because, you know, we, we burn all the fires and sit by them and drink things and have fun. But spring is when things like really start happening around here on the farm. Um, the grass turns green again and everything starts growing and I am a beekeeper. So I like to see my girls out and active and flying around. Um, so that's, that's happening right now. The bees are coming out. They are doing, um, you know, they did their cleansing flights and now they're, they're moving on and they're going to collect things. So, um, the days are going to start getting warmer here soon. And I'm sure that I will start seeing more and more of them. Um, but for now, I'm just happy to see them back, you know, when I'm sitting on my porch drinking my coffee and they come to visit me, really uh, just get a big old smile on my face because I'm so happy to see them out. As of this morning, uh, Terry, my mother-in-law, and Sandy, um, our dear friend who lives out here with us on the farm that also retired as a teacher um, right around the same time as Terry, they were teachers together and... uh, now they're best buddies out here on the farm and they are the garden girls. They get the garden going for the year. And so this morning I saw them out there all morning um, working away, getting the soil ready, trying to prepare the things, prepare the beds for the things they'll be planting in the next few weeks. Our last frost here happens in, uh, April 17th. Usually we're in zone seven. Um, so we're looking forward to April 17th when we can get some things planted. But for now they have some seeds that they're they're growing under lights and things like that. So They're getting the ground ready for it and prepped. And we have been selling beef. So farmer's markets are opening back up here. Um, Not not all the open-air markets are open yet, especially... um, you know, some of this, some of the other ones that aren't going to open up probably all season, they're still doing like some safety things for COVID, which is great. Um, so they're doing online markets and, um, 
And so people can go online and order from their market of choice. And we've been rocking and rolling with that. So we've got, um, we're selling at four markets right now. We're at uh, Market Wagon out of Knoxville, which serves like Dandridge, Sevierville, East Tennessee, um, Greenville, where we are, Knoxville. We've got Jonesboro, which is the oldest town in in Tennessee. Um, We're in their farmer's market, and it's a precious town. If you're ever up in East Tennessee or you come and stay in our cabin, I highly recommend that you make a stop in Jonesboro because it is just the cutest little town. And then, of course, we're in Greenville. We have a market here in Greenville, a little, a great little market. There's a couple markets here, a few markets, but we we like the Depot Street Market, and so we've been um, doing that online online market and trying to sell the beef there. And then we'll start in Kingsport, which is part of the Tri-Cities here in East Tennessee, up in the northeast corner. So we're kind of all over the place. And of course, if you you want to buy beef from us, we ship it all over the country. So um, if you spend $75 or more, I'll ship it to you for free. So anywhere in the U.S., you can visit our website, thefarmatspringcreek.net, and place your beef orders there. And I'm happy to ship it out that way. We also have been working on our second cabin that we rent out, our log cabin vacation rental, and it is coming along. We've got the roof up. We've got it sort of like dried in. The logs are under roof, so now we can start um, just working on smaller projects on it, and and maybe, maybe, who knows, by the end of the year, we'll have a second cabin to rent out. Who knows? We'll see. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We're we're very hopeful about that, but it is just one of the things on a long list of projects around here, so... Who knows? We'll see. But things are starting to dry up around here. Not quite so much mud, which makes large projects easier, especially if we have to use heavy heavy machinery and tools to get around. Uh, If there's not a lot of mud, it makes it much, much easier. So we'll have some more projects coming up this spring, and I am going to tell you all about them. But for now, um, I do want to talk about some of those small business things. So last week we talked about uh, just trying to make good relationships, keep good relationships with people you know, people you work with, people you've worked for. Um, just understanding the basic concept of a budget. Not We didn't get real, real technical with anything, but just knowing the difference between um, how much money you have and how much you can spend. Um, and you can listen to that episode if you missed it last week. You can listen wherever you're listening to this podcast now, your favorite place to listen to the podcast. So, um, And then we talked about... Um, trying to find a good like accountant, uh, like letting the right people do the right job. And, um, and I'm, I'm kind of want to talk about that again this week because I am in the midst of taxes for the year and trying to get everything done. We usually do it. I usually like to have it done much, much earlier, but, um, things just didn't work out that way this year. So now I'm on the phone with my accountant and emailing back and forth and trying to get it all worked out this year. Um, just trying to figure things out because it can be very confusing. And I'm just grateful that I have a really good accountant that I can trust. And he helps me out. He's, he, he pretty much stays on call for me, which is awful of me, but I just really depend on him for um, a lot of advice and expertise. But this week I want to talk about um, a little bit about marketing because that's my background. My degree is business administration and marketing. Um, and so that's kind of where I like to focus a lot of my efforts and some other things get pushed to the wayside, but, um, the business administration part of school that I went to, I mean, we had to learn everything in depth, um, all of the things that relate to business, including like economics and finance and accounting. 
and of course, marketing and management. Um, so I want to talk about the four P's in marketing. That's kind of like the basics. That's like marketing 101. And that is first, you got to figure out what you're going to sell. What is it that you want to sell? If you're going to be a small business owner, what is it that you're wanting to sell? What's your product? So that's the first P. And then you got to think about where are you going to sell it? Who are you going to sell it to? Where are you going to put it? Is it going to be a hard, tangible project? Product, sorry. Or are you going to do some kind of online virtual product? Are you going to sell some service? Is that going to be your product? Um, that's not actually like a physical, tangible thing that you can touch. And uh, you know, you got to think about how you're going to promote that. Like it, that all comes down to some really technical stuff. But just basically, like how you're going to get the word out. Um, if you know nothing about any of that, then you probably would definitely want to do a lot of research before you even consider starting a small business. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that happened here on the farm. There were lots of dreams and aspirations and, um, things that people wanted to see happen or things that people around here, you know, on the farm wanted to sell or do. And, um, that's kind of where I came in because I wasn't living up here at the time and they were asking me questions occasionally. And finally they were like, you know, we really want you to, to do this for us and help us because we don't know where to start. Um, and so that's kind of how I got, uh, involved in this farm and what made us one of the reasons that we moved up here to the farm is to kind of help them out with that. And, um, and, and I've been just like chugging away at it for four years. So I have lots of frustrating days and um, lots of rewarding days. So something to think about. And then, of course, price. Like how are you going to make money if that's what you want to do? If you just want to have a, a farm or a homestead and you want it to be a hobby farm where you feed your family and you don't worry about anything, um, you know, making money or like any money that you spend, you don't worry about ever seeing it again, then that's great. Like you can definitely spend your money on a farm and, and not worry about where it goes or when it's coming back because uh, there's lots of things to buy and purchase when you live on a farm. Equipment becomes very uh, appealing and uh, it's tempting to kind of make purchases. Um, but if you're if you're thinking about trying to like sort of get that money back someday and you want it to be a business, then you need to think about how you're going to price your things and how, when it's going to cost you and, and doing that, you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine here, um, around here, that's a farmer and, uh, and she's, she's been asking me some things about, um, like our prices because I've, I've just lowered a few prices on some of our beef for the, for one reason is, um, we are trying to, move the beef because we have two more animals that are being processed currently that we're going to come in restock. Um, but not only when the part about pricing in marketing, um, there's a lot to it. Like you, you sort of have to have a kind of general understanding about supply and demand that if, you know, your price is high and the demand is low, like you're probably not going to sell much product. Um, and then, you know, on the other end of that, if your price is low and demand is high, you're probably going to sell a whole lot. So the whole idea of economics is trying to find that like sweet spot where uh, you're making money and you're not losing money, but you're also not holding on to a bunch of inventory and product and it's sitting in there in your warehouse, not making you any money. Um, 
So those are some things to kind of understand you. And then when thinking about the price of that, you'll, you know, before you even start your business, you're going to want to sit down and say like, how much is all this going to cost me? And this goes back to sort of understanding that basic idea of a budget. How much is it going to cost me? What is everything that I'm going to spend? Um, no matter what, if I'm going to spend, you know, money on the electric bill to run the place, or I have to pay rent, or I have to do this, like, even if I don't make a single dollar, I still owe this money, then those become your fixed cost. And then if you have costs that are directly related to the product that you're making, um, and you don't have to spend them unless you make that product, then those become variable costs. And I am really not trying to get too, too in depth in this, because this is just a whole a whole lesson, a whole series of lessons actually all by itself. But I'm just trying to give you kind of an overview here. Um, and then it's going to depend on how many of the things that you have. So we have a lot of animals. We have a lot of land here. We have um, more animals than a lot of farmers that we know around here have because we have a lot of land. And so we have we try to keep the animals um, proportionate to the land that we have so that the land then becomes more manageable. Um, and right now we're currently in the process of trying to reduce our herd. So we're trying to get, um, get down to a smaller number in herd because we've, we've gone a little bit higher than what we would like to have. Um, but in, but in the long run, it makes my price for selling my product much more flexible because I have a lot more, um, product or uh inputs i guess that i that i have available uh to sell so anyway those are just some things you're probably going to want to take some lessons i mean i would youtube it i would find a course or something maybe later on down the line in the podcast or online i may do just um a smaller like more intense <laughs> course on some of these things because it can be a lot but but I just want you to think about it if you're thinking this is something I might want to do because it's definitely doable. I mean, it, it, it's doable. If you have the drive and the patience and the the determination to learn what you need to learn and you have people around you who can support you and if you can't do something, you have someone who you can kind of lean on to help you out with that and um, get you through until you can maybe hire some people um, to manage those things for you then you can do it. But you will probably have lots of times where you're wearing many hats and you need to at least understand what's going on in the conversation or um, with the situation if you're trying to explain it to, like, say, like a professional who's trying to help you out. Um, anyway, so it can be a huge nightmare and headache, not nightmare. I shouldn't say nightmare. It can be a huge, huge headache. And there's lots of testing. I mean, always like we're a fairly new business. We just started really selling beef specifically beef, um, last year in August. But before that we were doing lots of prep work for that to get to this stage. And we were selling, um, you know, our cabin stay, the vacation rental. So we had that one up and running, but this beef thing is new. Like I, I'm just testing, trying things out and I'll keep testing until I find my happy sweet spot. And, um, I read something on Instagram, which I absolutely love, and I'm going to share it with you, and I hope I don't misquote it, but it said, you don't plant the plant, 
I mean, so I just messed it up already. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. You don't pick the plant the day you plant the seed. And so I think that's important to remember. I have to remind myself that daily when I feel like um, things aren't going the way that I want them to. And just remind myself like, you know, we're making progress. Everything is happening, even if it's happening slowly. And we just keep trucking along. And eventually we're going to find that like happy place (laughs) where we don't have to worry for just like a little while and then we start worrying about something else I'm sure but um but anyway I I hope this has not discouraged you I hope it has done the opposite and given you kind of like somewhere to start somewhere to go with a game plan like to think about these few tips and just kind of really uh Try to decide how they fit into your life and how you can work with them and how you can make them work. And if you have some weak spots, maybe like who could help you out and um, just get you to where you want to be so that you can um, maybe turn your hobby farm into uh, a business. So anyway, next week, I'll give you all some more. I'll give you some more tips and I'll tell you more about what we're doing on our farm and I'm going to have a homeschool mama on next week. She was supposed to do it with me this week, but time got away from us. And so we did not get to, um, we didn't get to do the podcast, but hopefully we'll do it next week. And we'll talk about some of the things that my boys are learning as being little farm hands here on the farm and the style of homes, homeschool that I use and why, um, like the handicrafts and the practical life skills that they do out here are so important for that homeschool style. And, um, We'll be sharing a little bit of that next week. So join us next week. Thanks so much.